You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Football fan TV, I'm delighted to be joined by Andrew Omobamadeli. I can say it right, I yeah, can say fine. it perfectly <laughs> yeah, now. It's good now. I can even spell it. Go on. O M O B A M I D E L E. Yeah, perfect. Man. That's right, <laughs> but, uh, I was, I was away. But listen, um, it's been a brilliant season for you, a breakthrough season. And uh, I suppose the last time we spoke was the under 17s tournament yeah. out in uh, City West, yeah. and you were kind of preparing for that. So I suppose just to kind of kick it off. It's great to have you here. Um, talk me through the the under seventeens tournaments, you know, because before it was literally just before I think we were going for your first tra- training session that day. Um, so what was that experience like? Um, probably till this day, I'd say it was probably one of my one of my best moments playing football. Obviously, because it was with a home nation and we were playing here, and it was my real first time representing the country in that kind of competition. I mean, I played. I think it was two friendlies before that, but it was it wasn't like the fans and stuff like that there. And, my family were down, my grandparents, like my uncles, everyone was down and especially that first game in Tala, uh, in Tala against Greece, it was, it was crazy, like it's, it's something that sometimes even think back on, like it's, you don't really in the moment, you don't realise it, it's after a couple of months, a year now, two years now that you're like, that was proper. Like. I think it's almost even underestimated the kind of, the atmosphere with fans, because you look at now obviously there is no fans, but I think that obviously added to the element, obviously getting the goal. I think it was kind of magic for you in that sense, would it have been? Yeah, definitely. I think even, I think there was 4,000, I think the max was that day against Greece, but that, you can't really compare that to, let's say, Cairo, 40,000 that I haven't played in. And still at that, that 4,000 for me was like, that's the most I've ever played in till this day. And that was like, that was proper. Like, I remember coming through the tunnel against Greece and like, it was just all, it, it was crazy. Like, it was just a mixed bag of emotions. Like, yeah, obviously there's a bit of nerves there. You're playing Greece in the first in the first game. Everybody's there because it's the first game. Um, you want to perform stuff like that. You want to impress. So it's kind of just a mixed bag of stuff. But I think once you get out there and the whistle blows and you get your first few touches, your first few passes, and that, you're, you're kind of after that. Do you think it was a good kind of way to showcase, you know, your skill? Well, not just your skills, but I suppose some of the players there. You know, they, they look like good up and coming players yourself. Joe Hodge, Matt Everett, uh, Seamus Joe. All players that people are kind of keeping an eye on now, probably just because of that tournament. Yeah, definitely. I think internationals is a great way to showcase every player's every player's um, abilities because at the end of the day, you're playing the best players from the countries that you're playing. So it's the best to be the best at that that age group. So yeah, definitely. We're playing Greece, Belgium, Czech Republic, like they're they're good countries in terms of football. So yeah, you're definitely showcasing your abilities in that stage. Yeah, so just kind of moving on from that, you've, you've been playing you know, under 23s football. I know you've been saying you've been training with the first team at Norwich. So I suppose just kind of from the journey from the 17s then to kind of where you're kind of at now, or maybe just up until your debut at least, um, how has that kind of been, that, that growth from there? Even kind of you walking in the door there, you've grown a lot in that yeah. time as well? Um, yeah, I think it's just like it's a slow process. It's like it's one of those you just have to keep your head down and kind of work under the radar. I think it's. It, Sometimes it kind of kills a few players from 17s to let's say senior team when there's like they're overhyped or people are already saying like oh when he's maybe 18 oh he needs to be playing for Ireland he needs to be doing this and stuff like that I think then the period between 16 to let's say 19 or 20 is just developing like you need to be playing you need to just keep your head down working under the radar getting better and stuff like that so 
I think I was lucky in that sense because I think after the Euros, um, for a bit there, I was just working under the radar, getting my 18s games in, training a couple of times with the 23s, uh, coming off the bench and stuff like that. And I was just, I remember at that point, I was just trying to keep my head down and just keep working, training every day, stuff like that. So then when I eventually got into the 23s full time, um, I kind of cemented, cemented uh, my position there performance stuff like that that's the good thing about Norwich like if you like they give you what you deserve type of thing if you train and you're showing the coaches that you need to be there you should be there they'll give you that chance and they'll give you that opportunity so yeah so when I kind of cemented my place into the 23s it was just about then I remember like me and some of like my people back home and stuff were talking about it were like you just need to consistency you just need to be whacking out these games and playing good and keeping your standards high because that's all they look for there like football is all about consistency the manager needs to trust you like to have a over 7 out of 10 game every game maybe there's obviously that one blip that every player has doesn't matter what level but if you look at players like I don't know the highest of the high like Ronaldo maybe have one game one two bad games out of 10 that's the level that everyone wants to be at so I remember the, as I said the 23s there that's what I just wanted to do just wanted to keep my head down and keep working and then that's when some of the talks around the first team training started coming about and stuff like that a few players are going on international duty Ben Godfrey's Max Aaron stuff like that. So Ben Godfrey, yeah, he's a player, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, then um, they were going on international duty. I remember the week, um, and we had the game versus Luton in the cup, and there was a lot of talk about it. They were bringing up a couple of players and stuff like that. And I remember that week in the twenty trees, it was flying like boys are flying into tackles and that. Like it, it was so competitive because everyone knew that the 23's manager and the, the boss are going to speak they speak anyway probably every week I don't know but especially during that week because he's obviously going to be taking three or four players to train and potentially travel with the squad that weekend um, so I remember on that Monday I was just like yeah this week I'm just every day is just like as I said everyone just flying into challenges the intensity was mad then um, I think it was around the Wednesday or Thursdays when me and I think it was three others that uh, got uh, training with the first team and yeah so uh, my first time training with them was it was a bit mad because you came, you come into the change room and just see Timmy Fuki, Emi Van Diaz all these boys that like when I signed for the club at 16 I'd go to the Barclay stand in Car Road you'd be sitting up with all the fans you'd be watching these boys playing and you'd be cheering at them everyone would be singing their names and stuff and then fast forward a year and a half two years later you're, you're just about to walk out and, and call and train with them so it, uh, it was just a bit surreal at the moment. Obviously, Grant Hanley and stuff like that. I've been watching these boys since I since I signed and stuff. But all of them are top lads. Like the minute I got there, they were real welcoming and stuff like that. Um. Then yeah. So that first session, it was obviously I was just so nervous that first session. I remember. Um. Uh, I remember speaking to the boss and stuff like that. Just having like friendly conversations. Is like to help me settle in and stuff like that. Uh. Then yeah. So I trained well the first day and it just kind of. Each day you have to take it one by one. You don't really think of like, oh, if I train well these two days, I'll travel. It's not like that. You need to look today's today and then after you get through that tomorrow's tomorrow type of thing. And so that was my mindset going into that um to that period of the first team. And yeah, I traveled that weekend, didn't come on. And then that's that's how it started coming together. I started training more, start getting more comfortable, start like getting more used to the intensity of the play and stuff like that because the difference between 23s and first team, the intensity is mad quicker. Like, it's just, it's just popping everywhere. I remember, like, if you're inside a rondo on the 44, you're not getting the ball back. Like, 
you'd be absolutely blown after. Still to this day, like if you jump in a rondo with um, Todd, Max, or you're not getting the ball, like you just run in the circles and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so as I said, it just started coming together and stuff like that. And then I started being on the bench a couple of times. I think it was three, four, five, six times I was on the bench. And I remember you sending me a, a, a photo or, or just saying that you were going to be on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously it's still great. Like I was still buzzing that I was on the bench and stuff like that. But I think for me, um, I like to always keep my standards high. So there'll be days that I'll be watching a game and like, oh, I could be coming on. Like this game kind of suits me to make my debut and stuff like that. And then it wouldn't happen. And you're kind of like, oh, so another week of hard training again, builds up again and it doesn't happen. So I think there was a kind of a mental challenge for me because, as I said, I keep my standards high. And then, like, as I said, there'll be games you're like, oh, I should play in this or I could play in this. Then um, it was against Reading, I think. Um, I think it was my 11th game, 11th game on the bench. Um and yeah, so the boss told me how to warm up. You know, there's different types of calls for warm ups, and that you know, if you're a player, you know what I'm talking about. So sometimes the boss, uh, the sports fans, like, yeah, warm up. And then sometimes they say, yeah, warm up, but you know, they're going to bring you on type of thing. So I got that feeling. I was like, like this, this is going to happen here. So, like, it just kind of hits you at once. You're like, oh, like, I need to go get ready and stuff. Start doing warm ups and that. So do a couple laps with the pitch, do your warm up and that. Come back, it was the last minute. Um and there was a there was a corner. I was ready, had my top off, ready to make my debut. I was just I was buzzing like beside the boss, giving me my instructions and stuff like that. And then the ball just wouldn't go out of play, like they kept getting corner after corner after corner. And this was like into the last and he wouldn't still be on the la- corner. Last then. minute of uh, injury time. Corners after corners after corners and then I was just then uh, yeah, the last one went out, blew the whistle and I was just like oh, I was raging to be honest because you're so close to just all I wanted to do was just step over the white line and if they blew it, I would have been like, fair enough type of thing. It's just the way the game played out and that's football. So, um, but yeah, that made me just, um, made me a bit hungrier because I was nearly there, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, fast, yeah, we're in touch with this. yeah exactly. So, fast forward, I think it was a couple of weeks and um, we're playing Cardiff, we're 2-1 up and kind of similar situation called me, getting ready now was near the end, end of the game and I was like no way this is going to happen again like it was literally the same situation everything corners free kicks corners free kicks then the ball went out oh sorry it was a foul they got a free kick and I was like yeah he's not, not going to bring me on a free kick like I'm, it's my debut and they're choking all the big lads in the box like I'm, and then he was like yeah put the team on number and I was just like um, like did you get me I was like oh this is it like I need to but straight away because it's a free kick and like you're going in as a centre back or a, a right side of midfield like you need to be like all that side for the second because it's 2-1 you don't want to be the reason to come on and make a debut and someone gets over the top of you and scores a header like you just don't want that to happen so then then I went on the pitch just straight into my position and we cleared the ball chased it but didn't touch it and then the referee blew the whistle but I was still so like I was so kind of relieved and like all the hard work and stuff like that and training kind of leads up to that moment. Um, so yeah, that was, that was that was amazing after that. But that's kind of when it oh, that that kind of closes that chapter and now it opens up a new one. You've made your debut type of thing because when you sign, that's what you want to do. You want to yeah. make a debut. So when I done that, I was kind of like, all right, that's great and stuff. I had my two days of family messages and 
my friends messages and people messages like old coaches and stuff like that so i was like after the second third day i was like all right i've done that now close that chapter I need to open up a new one of actually competing to play to start to mix it with these boys fully now so that was kind of my next chapter there do you, do you find it hard kind of you know I definitely would with this channel, you know, sometimes you get nice stuff said to you and you think, oh, that's great. And then when you get, kind of get a negative one, you're kind of like, oh, no. Do you find it hard to stay in between that, not get too high, not get too low? Because a lot of people say that is the, as a footballer, that's what you need to try to do, find that balance. Yeah, definitely. I think for my mom especially, she always, always going to keep me grounded, no matter what position I'm in in life. So um, as you said about, uh, you get people that give you positive comments, you get people obviously that give you negative comments, just life. Like, um, but yeah, obviously you see comments there like in like some fans are like next year or Ferdinand and stuff like that. It's obviously great that fans are saying that and stuff, but at the end of the day I'm a million miles away from that and obviously maybe I've played good that game and there's a bit of hype and stuff like that, but I always know like that where I'm at and I know where I need to get to and how I need to get there type of thing. So that's how I kinda of keep myself grounded. And with the negative comments it's kinda of similar. If someone calls you a terrible after a bad game. You're like, oh, okay, I played bad, but you know the level you're at. Like, you, you as a person know where you can get to or where you should be, if that kind of makes sense. So, positive or negative comments, they're kind of, I kind of just take them the same. Obviously, the positives are better than negative comments, but yeah, I just kind of take them the same. And as I said, my mom, especially, she always keeps me grounded, so that's how I deal with that. Mm, only take advice off someone, or only take criticism off someone you go to for advice. Yeah, exactly. The best things that's I've ever taken. Yeah, definitely. Going forward, but just you know, you made nine appearances overall this season. You obviously got promoted with the team. So what, what was that like towards the end of the season? Because it must have been brilliant for yourself. I know you said there about getting too high and stuff like that, but just to be involved, I suppose, with the running and then the promotion party and stuff like that. Like, it looked like you were really enjoying your football. Yeah, definitely. I think um, when I started against Preston, um, beside the skipper Grant, um, straight away he kind of just made me feel like I belonged there. It wasn't a case of like, sometimes you get like, I remember when I stepped in front of you, sometimes you get like, because maybe a younger player, they're kind of like, kind of walking through the game and you kind of feel like, like I don't know how to play type of thing and stuff like that. But Grant straight away, I kind of felt that responsibility and I felt like, just a couple of stuff he said before the game, like be sharp, be intensive, two, three touches, just quick things, just kind of acting like I played there before. And those words from him kind of just give me like, yeah, like I should be here. And he's making me feel that type of way. So it gives you that more confidence even before the whistle's blown. So all that kind of little stuff um, and the warm-ups and stuff like that, you know, doing little headers before the game, doing nice headers, he's like, oh, good header, stuff like that. Just for a young player making his debut, first league start, like it's like, even from the skipper, anything he says there, like it's going to give you a little boost. So that definitely helped me through the game. And as I said, through the whole game from start to finish. But um, yeah, that was good. And then... What, just, just, what was the lead up like from the manager? Like when did you know you were going to start the first game? Um, that day. So we do, let's say the game's on a Saturday. If it's a home game, you train Friday. And then Saturday you go to the hotel and then way before the game, you get hours to prepare, but you'll get the team, you're going to the team meeting, do a bit, bit more on the opposition and then there, when you walk in you'll see your, it's like in stickers, your name and the position and stuff like that, so um, before that, if you just backtrack a bit before that, that Monday, so when we start getting a couple of injuries in the centre back position, I think uh, it was Zimbo and then Gibbo got injured and I was hearing a lot of talk just on Twitter, yeah you need to play Andrew Arnold, you need to play him and all this and I was just like, like it might happen. I was like, you got Ted's there that can play, he's experienced and he's an unbelievable player. 
this is kind of crunch time period. So I was kind of trying to put my shoes in the manager's in the manager's shoes, and I was like, if I ask him, like, would I play techs, experienced, professional, just so we can maybe finish off a couple more games and then maybe introduce me. So I was kind of just a lot of thoughts were going through my head there, but I knew that I had to train well. Like that was just that was uh, the end. So like, you just need to train well to give yourself that chance to even be in the manager's talk for the weekend. So yeah, thankfully anyway, I trained well from the whole week because I was just buzzing every day like I kind of woke up and was like yeah this is I trained well today today might be the day he's like yeah I'm going to play him or tomorrow might be the day he's like yeah he's, he's ready I'm going to play him so every day I woke up that was kind of during that week that was just kind of my mentality there but yeah when I walked into the into the into the meeting room and I see my name was just kind of like it's like yeah, you know get hit by a wave or something yeah. just kind of like wind or something it just hits you there and you just kind of just get hot and stuff like but I wouldn't say it was bad nerves because I wasn't expecting it, but I was I prepared myself for it, if that makes sense. Mm, that's what you've worked your whole life to get Yeah, that exactly. So, as I said on Monday, I prepared myself for it. I was telling myself, yeah, I'm going to start this weekend. So, it wasn't a shock. I'm not going to tell myself during the week, ah, he's going to play Tets. And then, on Saturday, he's playing me, and I'm like, oh, like, all flustered and stuff. So, I made sure I prepared myself from the Monday on. And yeah, as I said, when I came in, it was just, it was just crazy that first 10 minutes when the boss boss is speaking you're not really like you're listening obviously but it's it's kind of in a blur because you're still like i'm starting my first league game and stuff like that um but yeah after that it's just straight game mode after that uh, i suppose the day you lifted the trophy and the leading into the promotion party what, what was that like for yourself um it was probably i'm not gonna forget that day that's that's a day that's gonna stay with me the medal all of that is just gonna stay with me and but yeah, fast forward onto the onto the cup. Um, when we were we lifted it, that was um we lifted against Barnsley the last game we lifted it, um but we won it against Redden. So yeah, obviously John O'Shea was he was with the Redden boys. So before that game, I was kind of like got an Irish big Irish boy here, um legend won the Champions League all of that. So I worked with him with the the twenty ones in the in the last camp when we played Wales. So it was his first time coaching me and stuff, so I knew like yeah, like that was kinda of in my head before the game. Obviously the winning in the cup and all of that, but John O'Shea was still in the back of my head, I was like, like I wanna impress him, like he played centre back, I played centre back, like I wanna impress him, he's with the twenty ones as well, so you impress him, maybe you're in a better shot of keep being with the twenty ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like all of that kinda of was in my head before the game. Uh we went out, I played well, we beat them and uh, yeah, that's when the celebration was like the first time opening champagne and that. Um, but yeah, it was it was proper like the celebrations were mad. Um, I remember calling my mum in the middle of the in the middle of the in the middle of the pitch. With um. That you were doing the live videos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram lives <laughs> and that just to show a couple of people and stuff like that. But yeah, that was amazing. It was my first time real celebrating like I won the All Islands in Ireland, but it's not the same as winning the championship. But yeah, that was it was crazy and it continued on. For a day or two, but we had who did we have? Well, that was Redden. So yeah, we didn't lift the cup on that day. Just, have, just, just, just to bring you back to something that you might not have even realised. Yeah. You obviously didn't get that debut against Redden, but then you go and win the league at Redden. It's mad how things kind of work out that way. Yeah, I didn't even realise that. Yeah. That's actually crazy. Yeah, Redden was a day that was biting me nails at the end of the game. Like, oh, I should have came on earlier and stuff like that, and then. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. It just mad. clicked with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, then uh, the last game against Barnsley, uh, we knew we were going to lift the cup. We knew the promoters. We knew we were champions. We knew we couldn't reach the 100 points even if we won. So you could say it was a nothing game, but that's not how we took it. The boss was strict on play the way you've been playing. It's not, it's not a game that I'm going to try stuff for the Premier League or I'm going to give this guy, a young guy, a gift to play because of Norwich. And I knew that the minute I start training with the first team, there's no free gifts. Like some clubs, maybe if you're a young player and you train with the first team, they'll just give you a baby just because you're a young player and you're training with the first team. But in Norwich, and I remember I was pretty aware at that time, like the first couple of sessions, like you're not going to get gifted a baby just because you're, you're training well and stuff like that. You need to be, everything needs to, you need to tick all the boxes. Um, so yeah, uh, I was just saying, yeah, the boss was strict on winning that game. Um, we started off, we started off pretty poor. I think we were one 0 down, and then Emmy scored a good header, one one. Um, they scored again, two one, and then obviously Adam. And I was so happy for him because he, he was uh, he had he's had a couple of injuries during the season. He was just back from a hernia, double hernia actually. So, fair play to him for even too, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, he came on and he was just electric, lighting the place up. You know, Adam. Um, I could just feel that like, energy off him like. When he scored, it was it was great. Even though it was it was a two-two and the game two-two-two it was just a good way to finish off the season. Adam, Adam scoring obviously because I'm Irish and he's Irish. Like we like to see other Irish fellas doing well yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when we lifted the cup, it was kind of similar celebrations to the championship. Obviously, we're missing the fans, and that's probably that's probably the only thing that I look look back on the promotion when it was just like, oh, imagine the fans were there. So I've never experienced over four thousand fans before. And I remember watching videos when I came and when we got promoted when I was still in the 18s. Uh, the boys at Carroll Road and the fans were just electric, like it was crazy. And like you want to be a part of that. And hopefully, if I get the opportunity in the future, I will be again. Yeah, and I think that you just obviously the, the Irish thing with Norwich there. I mean, that, that kind of goes back to the days of Wes playing there. I mean, he's idolised there. I'm sure you're well aware yeah. of that. Um, so, all going well, you'd hope to be kind of in that kind of frame there in the future. Hopefully, yeah. And just you obviously mentioned John O'Shea as well. So just onto the twenty ones as a journalist at the end of the month uh, in Marbella. He's playing Switzerland, Australia, and I think it's Austria. Yeah. That's the three teams they're playing. Look forward to that. And um, just with this twenty ones team, are you excited about the quality coming through? Because it looks like a good bunch again and a good manager in Jim Crawford. Yeah, definitely Jim Man. Uh, Jim Crawford, the quality manager. Um, I remember when I was in a FAI transitioner course down in Cordoba. Um, I remember he came and done a few sessions with us there. That's that's where I recognise my name from. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think this is an exciting time for Irish football. When you look at through kind of all the younger age groups coming down, you have big, big players like Adam Myers, all these boys, Nathan Collins, Daryl Shea, obviously he's playing with the first now. So it's an exciting time. And with the 21s, obviously in Wales, uh, you have a good few new boys. I was new as well. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. And I'm, Hopefully, if I get if I get the nod for for this camp, then I'm excited to play. I think from your own perspective, and I can't be putting words in your mouth, but I think maybe if you hit the ground running in the games here, leading into preseason, then it might help you then for for next season and kind of hitting the ground running, whether it's at Norwich or whatever happens. Yeah, definitely, it's it's kind of all about momentum as well. Yeah, so like if you're playing games through the summer, and then maybe you have two more weeks off, and then you're straight back into preseason, you have that you have that on your belt. You, Played three competitive games on the twenty one on the twenty ones level in Marbella, sun as well. So you're getting a bit of fitness and a bit of beach and a bit of time if you want that. Um, but 
but yeah, as you said, it's it's, it's about momentum, and yeah, if I get the nod and if I play those games, it'd be good for me going into preseason because I'll already be have that kind of rustiness off and stuff like that. Because yeah, as you said, I need to be in the game and I need to have a good preseason. I think you can take inspiration from the last number of uh, you know the twenty ones players. I suppose if you look at the two long tournaments and how many of the twenty ones players yeah. came back from that and got first team runouts then off the back of that. Uh, or moves or loan moves or whatever. So I suppose you could take some um, momentum from that and maybe take it into a preseason and see where you go from there. Just on the 21s campaign itself, um, do you, are you excited? And do you feel as though we could maybe achieve something? Because it's obviously well regarded and known that we haven't qualified for anything on the 21 level. I imagine that you want to change that. Obviously, Jim wants to change that. I know that for a fact. But you've got good quality people in there. You know, John O'Shea, what a man to learn off as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as you said, we have quality players. Obviously, Leo Connor is I think he's unbelievable. Everyone does, I think, in Ireland and around the world and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think every year that you go into international, maybe the stuff that you didn't achieve in last year, you want to achieve it this year. You want to be part of that team that achieved it. So yeah, as I said, if 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 the opportunity comes up that I play in those games, or um, you definitely want to be in the starting eleven that qualifies. Or does well in the Euros, stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a goal of mine. Because mm, I suppose if you look at it, you, you look back at the, you know, Kerr's kids, wonder when John O'Shea would have been playing, he's Andy Reid, and then there was other players, Damien Duff, and so on. And you kind of look at them, they were kind of watched the whole way through, and they all went on to have brilliant careers. I imagine that you and a, a lot of the other 21 lads would like to emulate that, you know, finishing your career as, as going down as a legend. I imagine that's every footballer's ambition. Yeah, definitely, and I think I think Ireland is a it's, it's a tight-knit country as well, and um to be John O'Shea, a legend of Ireland, Champions League winners, he's he's done all his completed football really. That's what that's what you want to do. You want to do well for your country, be known by everyone in your country for being a top top footballer, playing in these uh, in the Euros with your players, kids, stuff like that. That's that's what you want to do, and you want to have all these little accolades along. Along the way, as, as John O'Shea has, so it's definitely he's definitely a role model for, for young Irish players coming through. Yeah, well, definitely. Listen, uh, I haven't got much more to say other than it's great to see you, you know, you've matured over the time, even the size you now. So it's great to see you doing well, and hopefully, it long may it continue. So, thanks very much for coming in and uh, having a chat with us. Thanks, man. Thanks very much. Guys, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to drop a like on the video. You can follow Andrew at a.omobamadeli. If you want to check out the spell, go back to the start of the video. <laughs> Um, and you can get my Instagram. What's your Twitter? Uh, if you don't know, it's uh, a on Monday one. That's so it. You can follow Andrew at those platforms there. Thanks very much for watching, and we'll speak to you all soon. Take care. The IFF TV podcast presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate, and subscribe. <laughs>